hated the damned things, would never use them on a horse, and felt silly wearing them. But his sister-in-law, Caitlin, insisted they were necessary accoutrements to his new marshal's outfit. Trust her to come up with a big word for every little thing. Turning his ankles, he noted with grim satisfaction that the once silver rowels were now pewter gray and specked with dry mud. Not so long ago he would have rushed over to Gilpatrick's general store for some polish to restore their sparkle. Not anymore. He'd learned the hard way that a town marshal who paraded about in a starched shirt, pressed blue jeans, and spit-shined boots was asking for trouble. Now, under the direction of his elder brother Ace, a renowned ex-gunslinger, David dressed more like a rough rider than a peacekeeper— and he sure did appreciate the results. No upstart fast guns had called him out into the street in well over three months. A loud thump brought Sam snoring to a halt and caught David's attention. Squinting against the light, he directed his gaze across the way to the source of the noise. Roxy Baloo, the buxom and ever-cheerful proprietress of No Name's best restaurant, had just emerged from the establishment from a side service doorway with a five-gallon slop bucket in each hand. Reddish-brown hair caught at her crown in a coiled braid. She looked fetching in a tidy, blue-cheeked gingham house dress with lacy shoulder caps and a fashionable new bustle that was supposedly more streamlined than its predecessors. To the delight of most men, the effect was lost on Roxy. She was plump in all the right places and needed no posterior enhancement. Hell, Roxy wearing a bustle was sort of like ladling whipped cream over apple pie a la mode. A bit too much of a good thing. Not that any man with blood still moving in his veins could think about food when he admired her backside. Sadly, she would turn thirty-five in August, making her a mite too long in the tooth for David, who still hoped to marry and raise a family. As Roxy descended the porch steps, old Jeb, a black dog belonging to Jesse Chandler, the chimney sweep, appeared out of nowhere, barking excitedly and circling at her feet as she upended the buckets over the trash barrel. She let loose with a sigh, audible even at a distance, and gingerly routed through the slop to find the shaggy beggar a treat. She tossed the canine a ham-hock, generously peppered with what looked like coffee grounds. Jeb wasn't fussy and dropped onto his belly in a patch of grass still yellow from winter to gnaw happily on the bone. Sam, who either heard Jeb chewing or caught the smell, jerked awake and whined. David lowered a hand to his pet's head. No way, you rascal. Every time you eat Roxy's slop, you get the squirts. The shepherd grunted and went back to snoring. David rocked, shifted, and went back to lollygagging, his gaze idly scanning the businesses across the street. Next door to the eating establishment, Tobias Thompson, so thin he didn't cast a shadow standing sideways, emerged from his dry goods store with broom in hand. Same as always, he wore a blue bib apron over black trousers and a white shirt with a turned-down collar that sported a red necktie. Even in the shade of the boardwalk overhang, his bald pate gleamed like polished agate 
as he bent to the task of sweeping his doorstep. Watching the man work, David reached under his hat to scratch, hoping to high heaven he'd never lose his hair. He guessed he'd just wear a hat all the time when he got old. He wore one most of the time anyhow. The batwing doors of the Golden Slipper Saloon creaked open just then. David glanced to his left, expecting to see Mac, the owner of the establishment, stepping out for a breath of fresh morning air. Instead, Marcy Mae Jones, the newly hired upstairs girl, posed in the doorway. David damn near swallowed his tongue. She wore a pink wrapper, in a manner of speaking, with the sash looped carelessly at her waist, one slender shoulder and most of one breast artfully displayed. David was so taken aback that he couldn't think what to do or say. He was the